0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Veterans Corner Radio, information for and about veterans. In this podcast, Bill Hodges continues his conversation with John Rosentrader, director of the Sarasota National Cemetery. When we recorded our first podcast with John, we were so amazed at all that our national cemeteries offer, we had to record this part too. Listen to learn about your benefits now, rather than having your spouse worrying about them at a time of sorrow. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio. Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner. Remember, when you listen to this program, you want to have a paper and pencil ready because there will be something you're going to want to write down. Something that will either save your money or add to your quality of life. Today, on my program, we have John Rosentrader, Cemetery Director of the Sarasota National Cemetery. Now, you may have heard other broadcasts that John's been with me, but he has so much good information that I wanted him to be able to share with you some of the questions that we didn't cover on other broadcasts. John, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. It's great to be here with you. You and I were talking, and we were talking about the cost to a veteran for all the things that you would normally have with a cemetery, how much does a veteran and or the spouse have to pay for burial at the National Cemetery?
1: Well, Bill, that is an excellent question, and it's oftentimes right at the front of everybody's mind. I guess it should be. (laughs) It's
0: expensive to die, they tell me.
1: Yes, that's exactly what we'll just say right off the bat. Everything that I'm going to talk about at the Sarasota and every national cemetery is at no further cost to the veteran and their spouse. And the reason I say no further cost, it's already been paid for by the veteran's service to our country when they served our country in uniform.
0: That's a lot better than wearing a yellow ribbon.
1: That's absolutely right, and I'll just say the only cost that the veteran or their spouse incurs is whatever they agree to with the funeral home or crematorium of their choice. So many people are being
0: cremated today, but there are a number who still wanting to have in-ground burials. So no charge for digging the hole and, and doing the things you need to do to put a body in the ground?
1: Well, that's right, and let me just go over what those benefits are. The benefits of the National Cemetery is the gravesite, the opening and closing of that gravesite, a concrete liner to go around the casket, or we both also have above-ground and in-ground cremation burial. So in-ground cremation would be a four-foot by four-foot gravesite with a full upright marble headstone And the columbarium would be that nine and a half by 12 inches tall by 18 inches deep niche. I love that that word, columbarium. Columbarium. And people might want to just think, you've all heard of a mausoleum, but maybe you haven't heard of the term columbarium. It's the same thing, it's just for cremation. And that has a marble niche cover over it.
0: If I'm brought to the cemetery... Is there any additional charges that go into the service at the cemetery or anything of that nature?
1: Well, let me just go ahead and finish with that. Of course, I I ended with the liner around the casket and the full upright marble, but then there's also the military honors. So the military will provide two people to fold the flag and to play taps. Really? Issue the flag to the next of kin for the veteran. Now, if the veteran happened to be 20 year retired or in other words receiving retirement pay then they would be able to have a firing party Uh, so in other words the army for instance would bring out at least three riflemen who would do a three volley fire and that would be what they would consider the rifle fire that would go along with it and then also it so that flag that we talked about would go to the next akin a presidential memorial certificate signed by the current president and then perpetual maintenance of the gravesite is the eighth and final benefit.
0: I was in the Air Force. Can I get a flyby?
1: Well, we have had a, uh, what is it, a B-1 Balmer uh, go over for wow. a general. Uh, yep, it was uh, really something. But that I might be, get
0: a Piper Club.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, well, I'll just say all of those things is really up to the family to arrange. At the committal shelter, you have about 30 minutes. 10 minutes for the normal military honors that I just referred to, and then another 10 to 15 minutes for clergy or family members to speak at the committal shelter because none of the service take place at the grave site like you see in a private cemetery oh, or, really? or you see on TV. You know, Usually the family's around a casket before Correct. it's lowered into the grave. We don't do that at a national cemetery because we don't know which grave that veteran's going to be using until it's scheduled the day prior to the burial. So therefore we may have, well, we average 10 burials a day, I'll just say that. And so, really?
0: 10 a day? Yeah,
1: so we could easily have four to five casketed grave sites open in a row, as well as four to five to six cremation in ground. So there's no place safely to put a family there. So And because there's no reservations, so it's always right on top of where we're actively burying. So therefore, we have two committal shelters that has room for at least 20 people to sit, and then easily another 100 people could stand around under shelter in the shade. Uh, at the committal shelter
0: so if i wanted to be buried next to a tree and overlooking a brook i don't get that choice right it's what's available at the time
1: that is exactly correct but people have gone but the to price gra- is right that's exactly right people have gone to great stakes especially with cremation and i'll just say 71% of our interments are cremated. So uh, that's why I think that someday we'll have more than room for 150000 because so many more are cremation than what they originally planned on. Well, Phyllis and I have already paid for that. With your uh, crematorium or funeral home of your choice. Yeah, so you already have that already taken care of. And again, I can't emphasize it enough. Letting your children know what your plans are or your best friends or whomever's going to be taking care of your remains, let them know what you have planned so they can follow your instructions. You know, an awful lot
0: of the seniors here go home and visit kids up north on a regular basis. If I live in Florida, but... Massachusetts is where my kids reside. Yes. Can I go to a national cemetery up there? I'm dead now, but...
1: Oh, absolutely. So, for instance, in Massachusetts is the Massachusetts National Cemetery. Uh, for instance, they're all flat markers on their grave sites, but that's in Bourne, Massachusetts. And absolutely, any, any of the 136 national cemeteries in the nation that has room for the type or barrow that you're requesting, you're eligible
0: For those of you who did not tune in at the beginning of the program, I'm talking with John Rosentrader, Cemetery Director, Sarasota National Cemetery. And John, do you know what the placement is of every cemetery in the country? It sounds like it when I talk to you.
1: I do not know the placement of every one of them, but I've been to many of them already in how my career. Years,
0: how many years have you been with the cemetery?
1: Well, I've been with the cemetery uh, National Cemetery Administration for 15 years. With the VA, it'll be 30 years this uh, coming January. And so, uh, yep, that's uh, that's um, I've been in uh, West Palm Beach, Chattanooga, Baton Rouge, Denver, Colorado, Bushnell, Florida, and now we're here in... Uh, sarasota finally got to the beautiful spot (laughs) that's right you know one of the things i was wondering you
0: mentioned va do you have to be a va patient or having been signed up with the va to be able to use this service because a lot of the people i talk with the va won't take them they make too much money or whatever is there any criteria
1: that is an excellent question. Absolutely not. The only thing that helps us is if a veteran has used a VA benefit sometime or another. That means that the VBA will know about it and therefore if they couldn't VBA. find Veterans Benefits Administration All right. Yep. Could not if we could not find or the family couldn't find their discharge papers, we can go onto their computer system and determine their eligibility with their paperwork. But that's that's the only thing that helps us. But it has absolutely. My father had nothing to do. no reason to use the VA in his career or his life. And uh, he's still, with that honorable discharge on his DD-214, that's all it would have taken to make him eligible for interment in the National Cemetery. What
0: are some of the other things that we need to be able to tell people about this, especially with spouses?
1: Well, I just want to say, do not think that if the spouse passes away or predeceases the veteran, that you have to wait to inter that spouse. The spouse is eligible immediately at time of death because of the veteran's discharge. So you still need the veteran's discharge, but all that needs to be sent into our scheduling office in St. Louis and they will determine the eligibility and make it happen and schedule the burial for the spouse. I'll just say on the headstone, or so both in ground cremation and in our uh, casketed burial areas, when you want to find a gravesite, the section number and the gravesite itself is listed on the back of the headstone. And if the spouse predeceases the veteran, that spouse's name and information will be on the front of the headstone, but at the bottom it will say wife of or husband of and then give the veteran's information. Later, when the veteran passes away, a brand new headstone will be inscribed with only the veteran on the front and the spouse's information on the back of the headstone.
0: Interestingly enough, we're in a mobile society anymore. Yes. And I am married to Phyllis, and she predeceases me, and she is put into the ground. I hope that doesn't happen. But if that does happen, now I marry Mary, and I pass away. Does Mary have any rights to be buried with me also?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, We have had uh, veterans intern numerous wives, and then usually it's the veteran passes away, and the surviving spouse is then taking care of that veteran, and then later has room also for that spouse. So, Every spouse is eligible as long as at the time of either their death or the veteran's death, they were married. Divorce John, breaks that. John, I have to tell
0: you, you're so interesting. I want you back again. But let me give you some phone numbers that you'll be able to use. 941-922-7200. That's for information. Call 941 922 7200. There's also a website, and that's www.cem.va.gov. That's www.cem.va.gov. John, you'll come back on the program with me. I know you have so much more information you want to share, correct? Oh,
1: absolutely. I'd be happy to do it anytime.
0: I appreciate your being here. I appreciate all of you who listen. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourselves so often because you are, you know, and we'll see you on the next Veterans Corner. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner.